Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. back when they would actually let you play. Not everything was a foul. I remember one time Don Shampoo, he goes up for a layup and the defender pulls out a 45. Pow, pow. He got him one time in the chest, one time right in the head. No flopping. Ref doesn't call a foul. Don Shampoo finishes the layup, makes it, looks at the defender, slaps him on the ass and he goes, maybe next time you should bring a shotgun. (laughs) And that was just Don. Like he would do stuff like that all the time. And they got a beer after. He didn't rest the next game. He played, you know? That's how things were back then. Good morning, sweet world! And welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Thursday, February 25th. I'm J.E. Skeets rolling this morning with my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. hey Hey, hey yo. yo! We got the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. Mm. Lee Lee. And last but not least, making the magic happen like he's Don Shampoo. It's JD. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> there he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team. Joining us live right now on YouTube. Please like, please comment, please subscribe, and please share the show. We just hit 32,000 subs, so thank you. Let's march our way to 40K. Look, if we get enough subs today, we might even host another NBA happy hour watch party tonight. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Whoa, what? What do you mean? We got the graphic already. I said huh. might. I said we might host JD's another. JD's confident in, in the subs. Just in case. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, we'll fire up the live stream tonight around halftime of the Mavericks-Sixers game on TNT, and uh, we'll hang out for an hour or two. Got a guest lined up. Um, Though, throw guest in air quotes. Uh, Maybe eight of you will be excited for this person coming on, uh, but we should have some fun. We'll have some laughs. Uh, So an easy ask is what you're saying. Oh, God. An easy ask on this one. Not a lot of conflicting uh, appointments on a late Thursday. Uh, You you say an easy ask, yes, but geez, nothing but easy trying to still get this guy to figure out what he needs to do and what time he needs to be ready. (laughs) Oh, man. I think will it be the first in-person guest we've had, or will it be... Uh... In per- what, he's going to be sitting here beside me? No. I guess he technically could, but no. I told him, you've got a computer, you've got internet, you can do it yourself. Uh, yeah, my buddy Grish is coming on tonight. <laughs> so get excited. Whoa! Oh, yeah, excited, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, Lee, you must be pumped. You're gonna, I am you, pumped. I am pumped. I, I love Grish, especially on Thursdays, because he's always posting a TBT on his Instagram on Thursdays. He's traveling. A lot. I love yeah. seeing uh, where he's been, and I like trying to match him. But he got me today. He got me on Valletta. I think it is in Malta. Yeah, I've never yeah. been there. So, oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Oh, so maybe tonight during happy hour, you guys can have like a little uh, a traveling duel. <laughs> Who's Whoa. the more international man of mystery? Exactly. I like that. Exactly. Yeah. I think. Look, he, he's going to get me for sure. Uh, he's been to a lot of countries. For he's sure. been to a lot of countries, especially when he was out there in the Middle East, there in uh, Dubai. He really used that as a great platform. But uh, anyway, I've probably got one or two that he hasn't been to, so we'll see. 
Well, you got more photos of you standing awkwardly in front of things. Well, yeah, I don't know these. Well, I guess, I guess, yeah, his photos are all just like more of the actual scene. Rather yeah, than he doesn't his... insert himself as no, much as you no, do, which no, I like no. about Miss, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like you could, I can't trust that he's actually been to Malta. I mean, exactly. it just looks like a photo anyone could have took. He's exactly. You, I like that about you, Lee. You're in the photo. I know you're standing there awkwardly in front of something. Uh, all right, guys. So yeah, my buddy Grish tonight on uh, NBA Happy Hour, the watch party firing up at halftime of the Mavs Sixers game. Email us your questions and comments for the next Beach Steppin' Podcast, next week's uh, episode. Email them in, nodunksattheathletic.com. Had some fun yesterday hitting the beach. Uh, We debated the best player to ever make just one All-Star game. Obviously, a lot of talk about Conley being maybe the greatest player to never make one, Rod Strickland in the conversation, Derek Harper, but... What about one? One make. Uh, that was fun. Lee did a great job with that. We talked about moments from this season we'd like to see added to NBA Top Shot. Uh, we got into that with my Top Shot hot boy TK there. Big drop today. Trey, we got to hurry through the show, right? I guess it's at noon today if we're going to get lucky today and see if we can score a pack. And Today uh, on the hoop streams last night there too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Trey, that's right. Talking Top Shot. Was that live, Trey, or was that like pre-recorded a little? Uh, it was a pre-record. Yeah, a okay. pre-record FaceTime. Uh, but yeah, I get to be an expert in Top Shot now because I started doing it like two weeks before. <laughs> that's it. That's literally it. Two weeks of experience. In Top Shot, that's like 10 years though. So yeah. I understand it. You you were great, man. I, I went back and watched it. I didn't catch it live, thanks, but thanks, I, I think bro. they had it like archived somewhere and I did catch your clip. So that was great. And uh, finally on Beach Step, and Lee told us about every Andre Agassi tennis match from the 90s. Uh, that was also something we did when we were stepping on the beach. Uh, finally, immaculate items always available for sale over at nodunks.com. Yeah, there they are. Lee, you got to come by today and pick up your shirts, man. Yeah, it's come a on. beautiful day. I-, I might swing by. Yeah. Yeah, we got you. What did you get? You got the No Dunks Bay Area one. You got the No Dunks Lakers one. And you got the No Dunks Knicks one. So uh, yeah. we'll see Lee soon wearing those if he comes and picks those up uh, All right. later today. Okay. I might just leave them on the porch. I got a busy day here. All right. <laughs> okay. Busy show, too. Let's be honest. Uh, we're going to get to the up-down report. A lot of juicy sort of uh, topics to debate thumbs up or thumbs down in. Is Zion going to go in the dunk contest? We're going to talk about that. Uh, should the NBA change the NBA logo? Kyrie says it should be Kobe. We'll talk about that. A few other things. But let's start with the games. First one, Trey, you get us started. The Canadian Thunder, SGA and Dort. I hope the stream team's going crazy oh, with the no, Dorts right man. now. Baby. Big, big win. You know, Shea doing, uh, you know, career high things for him. And then Dort hitting the game winner. They topped the Spurs 102-99. What was your big takeaway, Trey? Well, Skeets, you know I'm the only no-dunker that doesn't have a Canadian passport. So I had to hop <laughs> in here to make sure things don't get too homery. <laughs> because it was the Canadians who did it for the Thunder 42 for Shea, looking like Don Shampoo out there in the third <laughs> quarter. Unstoppable. Doesn't matter what you got in your pocket. 21 points. Uh, You know, part of it I thought was Horford and Shea have such great chemistry. Horford sets good screens. Horford (laughs) sets good screens. But part of it was just SGA cooking up some Pirtle soup. Every time Pirtle (laughs) ended up on him out there in the perimeter, you had to feel bad because Shea's got so many herky-jerky moves. Yeah. He controls his pace so well. Pirtle just didn't have a chance. And he's a pretty solid defender as well. But, yeah, you called it, Skeets. This was a... Big one for the Dort heads last night. A game-winning three off a wide-open pass from Al Horford. The Spurs said, we're living with Lou. Not so fast, my friend. He bangs it home from the corner, instantly rolls onto his back, pulls guard, and gets ready for the hug pile. (laughs) And the Thunder obliged, piling up on Lou Dort. Luckily, he's muscled up so he can take it. 
Oh, I like. Remember, we used to call it a dog pile when everybody yeah. would jump on each other. It's a dort pile now. That's what we're calling it. Uh, yeah, this was great. Canadian Thunder. I'm loving this as the uh, Canadian Homer here. Uh, I think you know how we always talk about OKC. Maybe has the worst jerseys, the worst brand, like color scheme and all that in the league. They have for a while now. Some people maybe like these new sort of NASCAR vibes ones, but uh, I'm not even the biggest fan. I think they should lean into like the Heart Foundation look, Trey, and go pink and black <laughs> and just run with the Canadian stars on your team in SGA and Dort and just like completely get rid of them. I mean, it's no I worse. It. I, I think it looked badass, actually, now that I think about it. Um, so they should go with that. But what do you think, Lee, from this one? This was a fun game, obviously, the game winner. Hey, no points, one seconds left either. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Good job, whoever's on the clock for that one. Get rid of that. Uh, and this was a really fun game. And you had Murray and the Spurs, you know, putting up a good fight too. What did you think? Yeah, there was so much... So much Dort devotion, and deservingly so this morning. Uh, but unfortunately for me, the reason they even got to that position was because Paddy Mills had a terrible turnover yep. there late. Um, and I was four seconds to go, right? Something yeah, like four yeah. seconds to go. And he'd been playing well, actually, scoring inside, uh, keeping the Spurs in. He's been fantastic this season. And I looked at it first, and I thought, ooh, maybe Horford sort of stuck his hand in there. I looked at another angle. I thought, oh, yeah, I think Horford's got I – think, I think Paddy Mills has got a case. And then I saw another angle. I was like, ooh, yeah. No, that's a turnover, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. Paddy. He tried to sort of uh, play it off, but unfortunately, no. There's no real way of talking your way out of that. So, uh, you know, that put the situation there for the Thunder. And I have to say – I really do admire and respect the way Lou Dort plays because that shot isn't pretty, but he shoots it with confidence and he is not afraid to take it. Mm-hmm. And as you saw last night, hits it. And it was almost like the Alonzo morning celebration when the Hornets beat the Celtics back <laughs> yeah. in 93, you know, like on the ground, just like, come and get me, everybody, come and get me. And they did. So, um, yeah, it, 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 it's a funny team because we talked about it, what, two days ago and when you listed off the players and it was like, yeah, I mean, we, they're just not a team that's been on the radar this season. And uh, so Shea Gilgis-Alexander, or as the uh, the play-by-play announcer calls him, is Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he was great because he's not uh, that sort of guy who will just like explode up for a dunk. He is. He just sort of slides and glides around and uh, flips the ball up and, and, and scores. It's hard to stop, but... He, he, as you mentioned there, when he had Pirtle a couple of times, he's just like, I'm just going to cook Pirtle, who, not a bad defender, but, uh, you know, the Gilgis Alexander was very good last night. So this was a fun game. The Spurs hadn't played in like 10 days. Yeah. Um, hmm. So understandably, uh, you know, not not to make any excuses, of course, but... Uh, a little rusty. Know, they, yeah, a little rusty, and, and that's to be expected. So uh, they were in this one and uh, had a chance to win, but... Unfortunately, uh, Paddy blew it, and then uh, and then Lou Dort cashed in. So well done to him and the Thunder. Yeah, SGA thirteen of twenty from the floor, ten of eleven at the line. He had six threes. That's a career high. Uh, first Thunder player to score forty points in a game since this one's easy. Who? Westbrook. That's exactly right. Westbrook in uh, two thousand nineteen in March. He did the uh, forty two or something like that. Tass talked about it. Uh, you brought up them calling him Shea Gilgis as like sort of yeah. one first name, even though it's yeah. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Tass talked on what you need to know uh, this morning about how long is it going to take for Gildas Alexander to be a one-name star, mm. right? Like, just just Shay. Um, but I, I, which is fair, and I could see that happening. It's a cool name. It's a, it's a short name. That always helps. But is he going to be more likely and effectually to be known as, like, SGA, like a CP3 type thing, like where we just go with the three letters, or Shay TK? Do you have a... You have a guess on that? I can't decide which one uh, is more likely as he becomes better and better and hopefully an all-star next year and, and becomes a, you know, a household name, at least across the NBA fan. If I were ranking them, I think I would have SGA in the lead, followed by Shea, followed okay. by his full name, Shea okay. Gilgis-Alexander. But honestly, 
I don't think any of them is super far in the lead. In the lead. I, I think we're going to hear all of these. I don't think that uh, Shea and SGA, they sound pretty similar. So you're mm-hmm. going to hear those interchangeably. Shea is a great one-name name to have uh, as a basketball player, but we tend to go with the initials for guys yeah. that have three names. It's happening more often. Uh, I don't know. Did it start with Michael Carter-Williams? MCW? He was certainly an early one. Same with Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, but... I think it'll probably go the SGA route, but who knows? Maybe somebody will actually hit him with a good nickname at some point. <laughs> oh, it's possible. It's possible. Unbelievable game. Fun, fun stuff. And uh, yeah, the Dork game winner, if you haven't uh, watched it yet, go check it out. Great celebration there. Aldridge, by the way, too. LaMarcus Aldridge, first time he came off the bench since his rookie year because uh, he had just come back. He'd been out for a while, and uh, that sort of caught me by surprise. Like, oh, yeah, that guy has started a lot of games, <laughs> but here he was coming off the bench. All right, next one. Oh, Gallinari hits Atlanta record 10 threes, Lily, as the Hawks crush the Celtics. Boston loses again, and uh, Gallinari, he's a spicy one, catches fire. Off the bench, he hit 10 threes. It was wild. Yeah, it was pretty wild. This one was over early, too. Uh, I was really expecting a Celtics bounce-back performance. I mean, I've been expecting that a couple of games here now, and it hasn't really happened. Now, no Kemba Walker. He sat out the second night of a back-to-back there. Um, But they still had Jason Tatum, and they still have Jalen Brown. Uh, the Celtics just look awful right now. This is as bad as I've seen them look in the last couple of years. And Jason Tatum said recently, because he had the coronavirus, that he's been struggling a little bit with his uh, getting fatigued in games. And I'm not making any excuses for him, but he has looked tired recently, I think, in games. He hasn't had that same juice, that same energy, because early at the start of this season... He was knocking on the door to have a conversation at the dinner table there for the MVP. Uh, but he's certainly nowhere near that right now. And he and Jalen Brown, of course, just being named as reserves. And everyone's saying, well, they got, they're got a team under 500. I mean, th- this last stretch, I think they've lost eight of the last 11. Uh, they've just been looking awful out there. And the Hawks, who are coming off that embarrassing loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers, really responded as a team you sort of would think would after an embarrassing loss. They're at home again. It's like, all right, let's go out there against good opposition and put on a good show. Uh, and like I say, I mean, this was over early. Danilo Gallinari, some of the threes he hit, it was so deep as well. He was just the old man in the gym on a Wednesday night. Just like, I don't do anything except shoot threes anymore. And he just got hot and they kept feeding him. Everyone was loving it, having a great time, but not a great game. You don't need to go back and watch this unless you just want to go and watch uh, Gallinari hit the 10 threes because that's really all that happened of significance in this game. Yeah, the Celtics keep giving up like just massive nights to guys, Trey. Like, I mean, they've been losing all these games, like Lee said, but it feels like everybody that's playing them is going for like a career high that night. You know, like Sadiq Bay comes to mind even, like all the threes he was hitting on them. And all, there's tons of other guys. I, I know there was a list going around on Twitter last night, just all these like 30 and 40 point performances against the Celtics team that, yeah, they're missing Marcus Smart there, who's obviously their identity, their defensive backbone despite his size. But come on, they got to have a little more fight than this and shutting guys down. What's going on with the Beantown boys right now? Oh, Lee hit on it. The Beantown boys, I think, are tired. That was their fourth game in six days. Obviously, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have really been carrying this team for the entirety of the year. But after those two, with Kemba Walker being a bit of a question mark so far this season, Mm -hmm. both from a being on the court standpoint and from a producing on the court standpoint, there's a lot on the plates of both Tatum and Brown, and they're both pretty early in their careers figuring out a way to get the best out of their teammates as well. So they're kind of going out there, and sometimes to me it feels like uh, Brown and Tatum feel like we got to bring the team back into this. We got to be the ones to score, and that's just a a tough thing to do for an entire season, especially when you're jamming so many games in here, but they are not playing defense at all, and that's kind of something that has been the case 
for the Celtics over the past couple of seasons. We saw it against the Mavericks too. Luka Doncic, I mean, he's an MVP kind of player, but he was still able to easily manipulate the Celtics defense to get the shots he wanted in the most important moments of the game. That can't really happen if you're trying to be one of the best teams in the league. Jason Tatum said after the game, he needs to take accountability. He needs to talk more on defense. And I think that's it. You know, Tatum, he's young. He's a great player. He'll be in the MVP conversation. He'll be knocking on that table to be sitting at the table or whatever Lee said. But... I don't know that he's a huge personality. I don't know that he's a chatterbox out there playing defense. Uh, and that's something you need. That's something they're missing, not having Al Horford there uh, anymore. You know, they have changed over their big guys as well. Daniel Tice obviously is a leftover, but they need somebody to step up and be the leader, somebody to get everybody on the same page on the defensive end of the ball because you can't just play one-on-one or two-on-two on the other end of the court and hope to win every single night. Not an Eastern Conference bloodbath like this one. Yeah, I will say, Lee, this Celtic slide makes the coming uh it's still a while away i guess like uh, about a month uh trade deadline a little more intriguing right you know with them uh losing all these games struggling a little bit is danny ainge gotta do something you know with the uh trade exception is he gotta shake this up can he uh maybe even move off from kemba is there any interest in him i mean yeah. i think them just losing make things it, like their goal is of course not just to make the playoffs <laughs> we know that the, the goal for the Celtics is to of course try and win a title or at least get there yeah. so I don't know I wonder what this does I know Danny's already coming out defending his guys you know Sam Brown and Tatum we can't put it all on them uh, the other guy's got to play better he said that I don't know it's, it's intriguing to me he, and yeah. I think he's sort of got to maybe shake a little things up it doesn't have to be like oh they're not going to make a move for Beal or something but no. a little think, a little switch up yeah, Andre Drummond, I guess, would be uh, in play because they could certainly use his rebounding and uh, and his defensive presence there. Uh, Tristan Thompson, you know, fine. Tice, fine. You know, Tice is a better offensive player, I think, as far as a floor spreader for the uh, Celtics than Andre Drummond. But Drummond's available. I don't think they'd have any problem really getting him, even if they had to give up some sort of minor asset to do it. But with that trade exception, I think that would be the best way they could go. They're, they're certainly not going to shake it up too much. I mean, Kemba, for me... He, he's an interesting one because I think he's a fantastic player, but uh, how reliable is he at this point? How serious are those uh, injuries? And, um, you know, if that, I, don't, I don't think they trade him at all. I don't think they trade him mid-season. Maybe at the end of the season they uh, look at things a little bit differently. But when he's on the floor, he hasn't quite found his groove yet. Uh, but that's the big problem there. So once they get him back, once they get Marcus Smart back, you know, I think the Celtics are better than they've been performing right now. But... Uh, you know, Danny Ainge, we know he likes to kind of tinkle and uh, and or tinker, I think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he likes to do he that. Likes to, he likes to tinkle and be in those, uh, you know, trade rumors and things like that. But will he ever actually uh, pull the trigger? We'll wait and see. But, uh, you know, they, they, they're just looking bad right now. And this is not not something that we've seen from the Celtics for a long time. And there's even, I mean, Celtics fans, I know it's, it's been going around Twitter. Brad Stevens is uh, oh, boy. He on the hot seat out there. So uh, he's been there a long time. And, um you know, fans, when the team starts losing, likes to start uh, pointing the finger. So I think he's fine for the record. I'd say I think Brad Stevens has this season at minimum to get through. But, you know, if they don't make it out of the first round, perhaps uh, perhaps that'll be reevaluated. Our next game, Malik Monk scores 29 points as the Hornets cool off the Suns, 124-121. Another close game here, Lee. Yeah, and Malik Monk is the talking point because of those 20 points in the second quarter where the Hornets came back from uh, 17 down. And uh, this came just after their last game where they played the Jazz well for three quarters before getting steamrolled in the fourth. Uh, But they showed some metal in this one, grinding it out. But there's two things that I want to talk about. I'll start with the positive, and that's uh, LaMelo Ball. And 
you know, he has been incredible so far, much better than I think a lot of us expected him to be so early into his career. But And, and your shooting is great, the passing is great, but I just continue to be impressed by his decision-making. Mm-hmm. You know, we know he can throw those fancy passes, kind of like a Jason Williams, the white chocolate back in the day, but he doesn't try to overdo it. You don't really see him throw too many of those bad ones uh, regularly. You know, he just he throws them when they're necessary, but otherwise... He throws lobs. He can throw bounce passes in the lane. He can hit the guy cross-court off the dribble. I mean, all point guards should be able to do those sorts of things, but he can do it already very well and very impressively in his uh, young career. Now, he's shooting the three-pointer well enough that he could probably take more of them right now, but he doesn't. He doesn't fall in love with it. And then last night, again, a couple of times he had the mismatch, whether it was uh, Saric or DeAndre Ayton, and he either drove right by them, he hit a dunk over DeAndre Ayton, and then he hit a uh, step-back three on him as well. So... He's, uh, his basketball IQ, I think, is already very well advanced. He, uh, mm-hmm. he had a little bit of a Steve Nash move, I think, last night. I put that clip up this morning there where he took the ball into the lane, ran around, got it back out of the three-point line, didn't settle for the shot, drove inside and found Zeller underneath for the, for the dunk. I thought, wow, that's, you know, that's pretty intelligent play from him. Yeah, there was a lot of patience on that play. Uh, Just probing, yeah. probing, looking. Yeah. Yeah, let, let me get it back. Let me go yeah. back in. Yeah, and sure. again, for a young guy who's shooting the three, as I say, well enough, you can easily see them settling for that, but he didn't. He made the mm-hmm. right play. So that's the positive I want to take out of this game. Great win for the Hornets. Very impressive bounce back after the loss uh, to the Jazz against a very good team in Phoenix. Um, the second thing, though, is the is the four-point play that was uh, called for Devin Booker late mm-hmm. because the ball came to him after Chris Paul throws a pass in. He lurches forward and catches Gordon Hayward in the face. The three goes in. The Hornets challenge the call. And the call stands. They uphold it. They say, yep, that was a foul on Gordon Hayward. Eddie Johnson, who I normally like, on the call is saying, yeah, yeah, Booker's going straight up there. No, he's not. <laughs> he is not going straight up at all. I f***ing hate that call. I absolutely hate it. How is that any different from a rip-through move? He lurches into Gordon Hayward. He hits Gordon Hayward in the face. And the ball goes in and the referees go and review it. And they say, yeah, that's a foul on Hayward. How is that not an offensive foul? I cannot see that. Mm. I cannot see how Eddie Johnson on the call is saying, otherwise the guy can't go up for a shot if he's not allowed to, uh, to, to, to sort of have his arms go up like they did. And it's like, he didn't do that though. He goes into Hayward. It's, that was just uh, insane to me to watch that. And then for the referees to not change the call or overturn that call, I right. thought that was awful. I hate. But at it least so we much. wasted a couple minutes looking. Oh, at it. oh my god! <laughs> this I game really took hope so I, long that you know when you see guys jumping into players like that, uh, we've seen it. We've talked about it. The NBA has to change that rule. I cannot believe that he gets away with that call. Hayward Hayward's head rocks back. Mm-hmm simply because Booker is moving forward. And Eddie Johnson is saying, nope, he's going straight up. What angle are you Were watching, you, man? I just want to know when you're watching League Pass, are you yelling Homer at Eddie Johnson? Like anytime I talk about the I, raps? I, or- I, I mean, look, look I, I, the thing I like about Eddie Johnson is he, he actually for the most part, isn't super biased. He sort of just says things what he says. He's an I old like, guy. I actually like him too. Yeah. He's yeah. a he's a he's a he's the guy from the nineties and he's just sort of like, you know what? I, he calls it as he sees it for the most part. Uh, a bit of a homer, but that's fine. Everyone is these days. But last night, that he was completely <laughs> off, completely wrong. There was no possible way for me that that is a foul on Gordon Hayward. I thought that was awful. So, anyway, ultimately the Hornets get the W. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I'm glad go. they did. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe it was just Devin Booker getting that uh, All Star call because he was named the replacement very quickly for the Anthony Davis injury. Tass said it again on his show this morning. I can't remember 
a time when an injury replacement was named as fast as this one was. Uh, all it took was for LeBron to tweet, uh, most disrespected <laughs> guy in the league, Devin Booker, and a couple other people say something. It's like, okay, boom, you're in. Right? Like, that. it usually takes a couple days for them to, like, pretend to think about it. But uh, <laughs> Booker's an all-star for a second year in a row, and, and deservedly so, don't get me wrong. Like, we were you're all saying, saying the that. fix was in, Skeets? You're the, saying they put Chris Paul in the all-star game so they didn't have to name him as the replacement? Booker is a more acceptable replacement, I would say. Yeah, interesting. I hadn't thought about it that way. Uh, well, I mean, I guess you say they. I mean, the coaches, in theory, were the ones voting them in. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, are they, they doctoring them? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. So, yeah, congrats to Booker. Two-time All-Star, both times an injury replacement, but no one cares. He's in there. Also, from this game, Lily. Wedgie number 24. Mm. All right. Yeah, it'd been a while. We had a bit of a dry spell there with the wedgies. But uh, it's one more there. Ugh. Sticking it from the three-point land. Oh, that's a deep one. I love the way it's released from the rim, too. Yes. The little tip over the top. Yeah, I did like that, too. Um, so, yeah, 24 on the season. Here's the wedgie tracker. You can go to wedgietracker.com. And uh, we are on pace now for 59. So we have dipped below 60 for the first time in a long time. But that's okay. As long as we're on pace for 50, we're happy. Um, And, yeah, 24. Look, if we we are, uh, yeah, if we're at 25 plus by the All-Star break, we're looking great. Because we're not Mm -hmm. even halfway through the season, right, in terms of games played. Uh, I'd have to do the math on that real quickly. But I think think that's right. Getting close for sure. But... Like the Jazz are what twenty two and six, just off the top of my head, or twenty six? No, they're, they, I don't know. Let's just look it up. But we're not <laughs> halfway to the season. Close, I don't think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, let's go to the Jazz actually. Rudy Gobert, Clarkson lead them to a blowout victory, one fourteen eighty nine over the Lakers, who continue to drop some games here. No AD, no shooter. But the Jazz doesn't matter who the hell they're playing right now. Here's the recipe for success. Utah Jazz have figured it out. Uh, make a ton of three pointers. They made twenty two. 46% from long distance last night. You know, have a bunch of assists. Let that ball move around. Find a better shot. So 28 assists on 41 made baskets, amazingly. And then, oh yeah, on the other side, you know, hold the other team to 40% shooting like they did last night and uh, take away the three ball if, uh, as much as you can. Lakers shot 8 of 33. This is crazy. The Jazz have now won 22 of their last 24 games. 20 of those victories coming by double digits. They're hammering teams. I said it before. They got to be writing silver, writing the league, saying, we don't want an all-star break. Yep. Come on, let's just play. Let's pl- keep going. <laughs> Everything's going well right now. We don't want to take a break because they don't. Uh, you know, Vogel saying they're the hottest team in the league. No surprise there. The way they're playing, shooting the ball, they're connected defensively. Uh, that continuity bump from having the same team back, uh, that that's huge. And I saw at Stat Center put it like this on Twitter this morning. The Jazz have turned into the seven seconds or less Suns, except mm. with Rudy Gobert protecting the rim instead of Kurt Thomas and Boris Dia. And it's like, wow, yeah, that's sort of what's going on here, the way they're moving it and getting these shots up and uh, obviously having a bunch of shooters and letting it rip. And then you got a little defensive uh, backbone there and probably the defensive player of the year again in Rudy Gobert. It's uh, it's pretty wild what's going on right now. If you're not watching the Jazz, it's, this is just blowout after blowout after blowout lately. Yeah, um, and that pick-and-roll game with Gobert, it just seems no matter who's running it, he just sets a screen, rolls to the rim, and someone just rolls the ball to him, and he dunks it every time. So, Well, yeah, because they're worried about all the four it, guys that it, shoot 40% from three out it, on the perimeter. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's like you look at it doesn't matter who gets that ball. It could be Niang coming off the bench, Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench, of course, Joey Ingles. You know, he only had Joey. one last night. But, uh, but that's Conley. the thing. Conley, Conley, they set a pick at the top, and it's like, pick your poison. Okay, we're going to stick here on Gobert so they can't roll. And then Conley's like, okay. 
I'll just shoot the three. It doesn't matter who it is. They got, you know, Bogdanovich. It just, that ball fizzes around. Everyone feels confident shooting it. And they trust each other because they all know, like, I'm going to get my shot. It's just a matter of when. I just have to be patient. I'm going to get my shot because that ball, they're, they're just in the VSP candidate every single game. They've got three or four plays that I could put in because that ball just keeps moving around. So uh, they've got such incredible chemistry right now, such trust and such faith. Uh, and at both ends of the floor, they're doing it. I mean, the Lakers, look, shorthanded, obviously not playing very well right now. Uh, no Schroeder, obviously still no Anthony Davis. But last night, I mean, the Jazz were just on a different level anyway. So uh, that's fine. But I, I'm still not – I am I refuse to buy into any real problems with the Lakers. I just refuse to. Uh, <laughs> okay. They'll be fine. Again, playoffs are a whole different story. Once they get Davis back, once they get Schroeder back, we've seen this before from LeBron teams throughout the season. So uh, nothing to panic about there. But the Jazz, I really hope – and it does – it certainly appears like this is uh, a more convincing – way they're playing in a more sustainable way they're playing as well you know I just it, it just like I say it doesn't matter who's on the floor it's like they've got three point shooters they've got defense and they've got someone who can roll to the rim favors a couple of times as well last night so mm-hmm. such good balance such good depth yeah, there's obviously a ton of seasons still left, but they are running away a little bit with the number one seed, which then is great for them because yes. in theory, they may not have to go through both LA teams if they want to make right. the finals, right? It's like, let the Clippers and Lakers, you know, beat the hell out of each other and let's say a potential second round. Uh, yes, in the second round. And then maybe you're seeing whoever uh, survives that in the conference finals. Again, that's not to say the Jazz are just rolling through every single team and I'm putting them right into the conference finals. Matchups come into play. You know, teams start figuring out as the season goes on an injury or two happens, you know, Rudy Gobert goes down. It's a completely different team, of course. Um, so we'll see, but that's good. They want that one seed. Make the Clippers and Lakers play each other uh, in a previous round before you get to the conference finals. Anything to add to the Jazz or Lakers there, Trey? I really liked Donovan Mitchell's game last night. He couldn't shoot the ball, just four for 16, finished with 13 points, but he made a difference out there on the court. Eight assists, 10 rebounds, got close to the triple-double. Would have had it if the game wasn't a blowout, but that's a good thing to see from Donovan Mitchell because... He's certainly more consistent this year. Obviously, that's why he's an all-star, and he has been uh, for the past couple of seasons. He gets better and better, but he can still have these games where the jumper's not there, and he's not able to score as efficiently as he'd like to be able to, but to be able to make a contribution on the other end and to be able to keep your teammates involved, to keep the offense looking as good as it did last night, great stuff from Donovan Mitchell. And honestly, to me... Not a bad loss for the Lakers. They got smoked, no doubt about it, but LeBron James only had to play 28 minutes. This guy's got to start resting, man. He's playing 37 minutes a game in February. The team looks bad. Like you're saying, Skeets, the Jazz are running away with the one seed here. The MVP might slip away from LeBron, but Mm -hmm. it'll probably be worth it to be fresh come playoff time because it's looking like the second half of this season is going to be bonkers, man. Every team is playing like 37 games in 60 days or something. It's going to be... Uh, quite the sprint to get to the playoffs. So at this point, like getting 28 minutes for LeBron, sure, you got smizzacked, but at least he got to rest for a little bit. <laughs> That's right. I guess the, the silver <laughs> lining there. Also, uh, maybe fact check me while I take us through the other games here, Lee. I don't think Donovan Mitchell's ever had a triple-double in the regular season. Is that right? And Mike Conley, too. Um just double check me on okay. that because they were both close last night and I can't I, I don't know if that was uh, something I saw about it was just this year or maybe uh, even in their careers at least in the regular season the other games while well, Lee looks that up for me the Warriors used a late run to pull away from the Pacers 111-107 Cavs handed the Rockets their ninth straight loss 112-96 Jimmy Butler 
led the Heat to their fourth straight win. I watched a lot of this one, of course, because the Heat beat the Raptors 116-108. Pascal Siakam not playing in the fourth there. Zach Levine scored 35 as the Bulls beat the Wolves 133-126 in overtime. Another great game from him. And then Zion Williamson. He led the Pelicans past the Pistons, 128-118. Tons of games on. Trey, I throw those like final five at you. Uh, you know, is there one or two that you wanted to touch on really quick? Well, first and foremost, the Bulls are back. Of Second three-game <laughs> win streak of the year. More than they had the previous two seasons combined. Bulls didn't win three straight games at all last year. They pulled off this one after a dubious foul call that gave Ricky Rubio three free throws. I thought it was on the ground. Didn't think he was really shooting it. Nonetheless, the Bulls actually responded in overtime pretty easily. Nice games for Zach Levine, obviously Kobe White, that sweet life. The Bulls now sixth place in the Eastern Conference. Mm -hmm. That's the playoffs, Mm -hmm. not the play-in. I love it, but it's hilarious to look at the Eastern Conference standings. One game separates fourth place from 10th place. The Bulls have had a good 10 days, so they're now a playoff team, whereas the Celtics have had a terrible 10 days. They're in the play-in tournament. Uh, It's going to be wild in the second half. Like we mentioned, these schedules are going to get harder. They're going to get a lot more jam-packed. And it's really going to be a matter of having good weeks at a time, right? Like, you don't have to have a good month. But if you time (laughs) a good week here and there while the other team is having a bad week, that can be advantageous. We're going to be... It's going to come up to the last day of the season to figure out exactly where these teams fall. Oh, and that's the worst playing for us, in, man. Oh, my the goodness, worst. yeah. Because we want to start doing our playoff previews. Yeah, it's going to come down to the final night, for sure. There'll be like three of the series won't be decided, mm-hmm. maybe four of them even in the Eastern Conference until that final night. You're absolutely right about that. Any other games there, Lee or Trey? Uh, no, but I, I do have the stats here for you. According you. to Stat Muse, neither Donovan Mitchell nor Mike Conley has ever had a triple-double in the regular season. Hey. So. Wow, isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's sort of wild that yeah. neither of those guys have, I, I, have is, the is, it, is it? Conley? Think about, te- think about the teams they've played on. Yeah. They've played on the Jazz and the Grizzlies. Yeah. Those are two great rebounding teams, and I'm guessing that both Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell have had double-doubles where they have points and assists. Probably, probably. Yes, Conley, no doubt. Of course, Mitchell, too. Yeah, I just like... Sometimes it's just like the ball just finds you on that given night, right? The long rebounds are fine. Well, that's why Donovan Mitchell was really trying for it last night. He yeah. had 10 rebounds. He's like, let me get these assists. Yeah. Hey, you pulled yeah. me out, Quinn? No, thanks. Yeah. I don't know. Con- Conley, to me, just having the having played for so long and obviously being obviously a talented player, not having one is a little just a little odd to me that's never happened. But crazy, crazy stuff. Thanks for that, Lili. Good fact check there, mate. Let's take a quick break before we get to the up-down report. Uh, what do you got? Uh, yes, yes, that's me. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Where are we? Where are we? Oh, okay. too many tabs. Yeah. No, no, I, no, no, I mean, no, no. I did I've it too. Tabs. <laughs> Just sell me that. some dick pills, man. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
All right, I'm excited for this. We haven't done this in a while. It's time for the up-down report. Preparing your tubes. It's the up-down report. Yeah, yeah. Give me that dubstep. Up-down report. Guys, thumbs up or thumbs down on the following topics. I want everybody in the stream team to do the same. Let's see those emojis. Thumbs up or thumbs down. First one. When asked if he was going to participate in this year's dunk contest, Zion Williamson left the door open for an appearance. Who knows? That's all I can say, Zion told reporters. Who knows? I might. You never know. The Pelicans then tweeted uh, this Zion dunk contest tease. So, up or down after this? The chances of Zion participating in this year's dunk contest. Thumbs up, thumbs down, Trey. Was he winking skeets? I don't know. Was he giving a wry smile? That will affect my answer. I'm choosing to be optimistic about this. I'm up. Zion. Go in the dunk contest, buddy. This is the perfect time. This is the lowest pressure there has ever been in a dunk contest. It's just you. You're already an all-star. There's not going to be people waiting to see you mess up. And if you do, people will just be happy you gave us a taste here. Blake did it before he became a star. Dwight did it before he became a star. Almost everybody did, except for one man, LeBron James. So pretty much everybody takes a little turn in the all-star events. I'm at least feeling more optimistic about Zion going in the dunk contest than I was before yesterday. So let's see it, bud. What do you think, Lee? Again, with the Pelicans tweeting this out, your thumbs up. You think this? You think they know something here? Well, do you remember Andrew Wiggins when he came into the league? We all desperately wanted him to go in the slam dunk contest because we'd seen the athleticism and thought this guy could be great for it. Well, I think I feel the same about Zion right now where it's like, I've got to see it. I want to see him out there because he's had some uh, pretty good dunks this season. But a lot of them, you know, as you like to point out there, Skeetsy, you know, not necessarily highlight dunks. So let's see what he can do <laughs> yeah, when oh, yeah. he's got the conti- the entire sort of floor to himself. Go, go out there and throw him down because I think he's got it. I think he's got the spins. He's got the uh, athleticism to get up there and really throw it down and hammer it down. So I, I want to see it. I'll, I'll be disappointed if we don't get him in to a dunk contest at some point because that's what you want. You've got, you got to do it when you're young too, of course. I mean, the yeah. older guys just don't do it. So if he doesn't do it this season or next season... He may never do it, and I think that would be disappointing. The the dunk contest is going to stick around. I mean, we've had some bad ones over the years, of course, but we can't give up on it, and you've got to get the young athletic guys into it. So uh, let's see it, Zion. I am unfortunately going to go down on the chances. Again, I, I want him in it. Right. I'm thumbs up on Zion going in it. I just don't think he's going to. I, I'm worried. You said it there, Trey. Does Zion go the LeBron route of things? when the brands come into play, right? You know, and then it's like, hey, you know, they, they sit back and go, well, actually, do you have anything to gain from going this? You know, what if something goes wrong? What if you actually can't put down your, whatever? And they're like more concerned. It's horrible. They shouldn't. But man, these guys are just already like, like LeBron at a young age, Zion is already there. Uh, and I wonder if he's either talked out of it or something. I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical. I'm actually worried he'll never go in it. I'm going to say that. Uh, and he'll go that LeBron route. Um, do have some sort of, uh, I don't know if this is breaking news, but I'm going to do it. I have it on good authority. My dunk sources are coming through. There's only going to be three dunkers. For time reasons, this makes sense. Three dunkers in this year's dunk contest. Because they're doing it at halftime, right? So, I mean, if you can cut one, uh, you, you know, get through it a little bit quicker. So we'll see if that helps or hurts. I mean, I don't love it. I love as, uh, as many dunkers as possible. But there are going to be three. Um... I have I, I got to check with one more source to uh, throw the names out at you. Maybe someone will you know beat me to this, but I'm gonna hold on to them. But they're it's not 
bad. There's an intriguing name that I was actually surprised by if this person is a, is official. I'll, leave it bad. I'll put it like this. A current all-star. Zach okay? Levine. See you there, bud. It's not Zach Levine. I'm going to give you that. That's what I'm going to say. Zach Levine, I don't think is going in. He said himself. He's too good. He's yeah. too good. All he cares about is the three-point contest at this point. Yeah, I think Zach is basically on record saying, I'm not doing it this year at least. He said, because he was talking about like, yeah, I thought about doing it last year. And of course, he didn't make the game and stuff like that. Uh, no, not Zach Levine, but a current all-star. I have, I'm 99% sure is going to be in this thing. But uh, we'll circle back to this. Let me check with one more person and then maybe I'll be able to break the news for everybody. Okay, next one. Kyrie Irving called on the NBA on Wednesday to pay homage to Kobe Bryant by updating its logo to feature the late Lakers legend. Now, Kyrie was writing this on his Instagram account. Gotta happen. I don't care what anyone says. Black Kings built the league and uh, got a lot of support in the comments. Saw a lot of players obviously saying, yeah, this is cool looking. I've seen, I, I remember this photo has been around for a long time with like mm. this Photoshop. Um, it's really well done, whoever did it. What do you think? Up or down on Kyrie uh, wanting the NBA to change the logo to Kobe Lee? No, down on that. Uh, down, down on changing the logo to Kobe. I'm not against potentially changing it, but uh, look, we all miss Kobe and we love him, and uh, feel strange that he's not around. But it would be an overreaction to change the NBA logo to him, um, because if it does happen, if it were to happen, and Jerry West, who's well, actually, technically not the logo, but uh, we all know he is the logo. Mm-hmm. He has said he's open to changing it. And Kobe, you know, impactful, influential player, champion, an MVP, an accomplished legend. He did it all in the NBA. But if you were to change it, I think he sits behind a lot of other players who did more on and off the court than him. Uh, And you can go back as far as you like. I mean, you can start with someone like Oscar Robertson, who was obviously a great player and a champion and very influential in terms of actually getting free agency to where it is today unrestricted free agency i believe it's called the oscar robertson rule uh which he did back in the uh 60s i believe it was i I should have checked that but um kareem abdul jabbar obviously another uh very impactful player Mm -hmm. and then if you want to talk about on the court and where the league is today i think you can start with magic johnson larry bird in the 80s and then of course michael jordan i mean i don't think the league would be what it is today uh if it wasn't for the impact that michael jordan had on the game uh, internationally and within America. So, you know, Kobe uh, is being honored with the All-Star game, and I think that's fine. But I also think that uh, it would be a little bit of a reach to have him as the logo of the NBA because not only what Kobe obviously achieved on the court, there was a notable incident that happened off the court, which I'm not going to get into right now, but if you know the history of Kobe, you know what I'm referring to. And I think that would not be a good look for the NBA in that sense to have him as the uh, figurehead, if you like, of the NBA's logo. So uh, I'm down on uh, I'm down on it being Kobe, but I'm not down on it potentially being changed to somebody else who has had a, an enormous impact on uh, basketball within America and around the world. What do you think, Trey? Thumbs up or thumbs down? I'm 100% with Lee on this. I think he nailed it. Uh, I don't think Kobe is the right choice to change the NBA logo to. I think honoring him as the All-Star Game MVP and continuously running out the Elam ending with 24 points is the perfect way to honor Kobe Bryant. Nobody was better in All-Star Games. Nobody cared more to win the All-Star Games, which is what everybody wants. The question is, will they ever actually change the NBA logo? I'm not so sure because they've never paid royalties to exactly. Jerry West this entire time. So if they were to go into business doing it now, 
You're paying up a lot. Uh, maybe, you know, the NBA should probably pay Jerry West some royalties for using <laughs> his image for 60, 70 years as yeah. the logo of their league. <laughs> yeah, I saw a network tweet that. Uh, that was his reasoning, that, the, that they're never going to change it because they've been using an unlicensed likeness of Jerry West for like 50-plus uh, years here. And if you get a new player, be it Kobe, whoever, you know, the players' reps, the, the family, whatever, they're going to ask for royalties in that. They're just going to pay them. Uh, also, like... I mean, really, like, what's wrong with the logo? It's not a bad logo. Uh, and uh, it's it's also one of these funny things. Like, if you didn't know it was Jerry West, if someone hadn't told you it was the likeness of Jerry West, then you'd have no idea it's anybody, right? I'm sorry, you just wouldn't. Uh, so I, I think it's here to stay. Uh, I, get, I get what Kyrie's doing. And uh, again, there's a lot of support for it. I'm seeing a lot of thumbs up out there in our stream team, too. So some people like it. But uh, I don't think it'll be happening, mainly for that, what you just said, Trey, and Network said... Uh, if you're going with someone else, you're probably going to have to pay them for the royalties. If you're going to go with the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Skyhook Lee, you're going to have to run that by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and say, can we do this for free like we did with Jerry West for uh, 56 <laughs> years? No? Oh, okay. <laughs> Not that they don't have the money. They could obviously pay them, but I don't think it's likely. Uh, next one here, Nick's rookie Emmanuel quickly has been using the doubters as motivation during his first NBA season. This is great. Quickly admitted to saving the D-plus draft night grade he received from cbs sports among other material during an appearance on the new york post big apple buckets podcast this is quickly this is iq here he said man i got that screenshotted i have a camera roll album of all the stuff that motivates me and that's one of them definitely screenshotted and saved in my phone so trey we'll go to you first up or down on this idea let what nick's uh emmanuel quickly is doing here keeping screenshots <laughs> from the haters and the doubters to prove them wrong eventually. What do you think? I love it. <laughs> Nothing better than calling out the doubters and the haters. They're going to throw your mistakes back in your face. Throw their mistakes back in their face is what mm. I say. Not to mention, like quickly saying here, your screenshot folder on your phone, it really tells you a lot about your stuff. It's what you think is funny, what you think is cool, where you want to go, what you want to eat, who you want to make fun of. That's where your life lives is in your screenshots folder. For me, it's all Top Shot drops, Grateful Dead t-shirts, and pictures of Zach Levine fist-pounding Michael Jordan. You know, like that's me. That's me right now is uh, those three things. So once you get into the screenshot folder, you're really you're really seeing a a screenshot of your life, you could say. <laughs> right, right. I like that. That should be a television show. Trey Kirby, this is the screenshot of your life. And then just take you through your screenshots uh, yeah. from your album, from your phone. Uh, Lee, thumbs up or thumbs down. I see the stream team. A lot of thumbs up on this one. Uh, I saw somebody say it's like the perfect uh, level of pettiness, really. What do you think? Yeah. Thumbs up. I mean, if he really wants to get into it, though, uh, he just has to turn on his phone at half time. And just scroll through. If the Knicks are having a bad game, if he's having a bad game, there'll be plenty of hate there so he can get some fresh stuff. He oh, like the stuff, to... that's what Steph Curry is apparently exactly. doing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you don't need to sort of go back to that stuff from, uh, you know, last season. Just just get it updated each time. And, uh, you know, that's how that's how everyone is these days. They go in, they dive on their phone. All right, people are hating on me. I'm going to go out there and perform. So he doesn't need to screenshot stuff. It'll be fresh every time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, a, I'm an obvious thumbs up on this one. I love this Lou wrinkle here to the up-down report where uh, yeah. JD's uh, bringing in the uh, cool. thumbs up or thumbs down from everybody in the stream team. This is fantastic. Okay, final one. Uh, yesterday, after the NBA released the official schedule for the second half of the season, a photo was shared by at Heat versus Haters uh, showing <laughs> the Miami Heat's unconfirmed new earned edition jerseys. I don't think these have been confirmed, but it caused quite a stir on Twitter. So it's an obvious up or down on these 
mustard yellow, uh, <laughs> Indiana-like Miami Heat jerseys. Lee, thumbs up or thumbs down on this? Well, uh, I hope I'm not going to tread on Trey's uh, tweet of the night toes here, uh, but I think Whitney Medworth summed it up perfectly uh, when she tweeted this out. At this point, they're just sticking team names on other teams' jerseys. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, that's, right. that, how do you look at that and not just think that's the Indiana Pacers? I mean, that's exactly what it is. So yeah. uh, I'm down. I'm down on this. I'm down on this one okay. because uh, there has been some really good uh, alternate jerseys out there recently, but uh, this is not one of them. I do not think of the yellow when I think of the Miami Heat, even though hot sun, all that sort of stuff. But the Heat are black or red. You know, that's it. So no. uh, yeah, or. Recently, Miami Vice colors. Uh, yeah, which they've done a lot yeah. with, but uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess like the the Tim Hardaway Zoe, you know, Glenn Rice Heat. They had a little yellow in the mix, uh, but this is a lot. This is a lot of yellow. Trey, thumbs up or thumbs down? Again, on these unconfirmed uh, edition jerseys here. I'm gonna go sideways because honestly, I usually like yellow jerseys. University of Michigan, obviously a classic. Early 2000s Hawks, though, not a classic. Like Lee's saying, these look 100% like Pacers uniforms. It's like uh, when the Bobcats, remember the Bobcats? They came out with those uniforms that said cats across the chest. <laughs> yep. They looked exactly like the Dallas Mavericks jerseys. Except the good thing for the Heat is that the Pacers aren't wearing these exact same jerseys anymore. They've moved on to another design set. And I think these are going to look good when they're on the court. I'm going to prefer these to the Vice jerseys they're wearing this year. I love yellow. Yeah, uh, they were wearing the they were wearing their last uh, iteration of the vice jerseys last night. The ones you know I'm talking about that go the gradient going left to right. They're playing the Raptors last night. It's I hate them. I hate looking at them. I loved every other Miami Vice jersey up until those ones. They went one too far. But yeah, this is a hell of a change if these are real. Uh, A lot of people down though in the stream team, seeing Mm -hmm. a whole lot of thumbs down. Not loving the uh, Indiana Heat there, uh, though I said, I tweeted, they would be deserving of a lot of all-stars if you add both those teams together. Sabonis, Brogdon, Bam, Jimmy. Uh, be a hell of a team, too. I don't mind just jamming them together. You might have an elite team there to take down the Nets or the Sixers or something like that. All right, that's the uh, up-down report. We got to get this back in our life more often. I love this little wrinkle there. Shout out to everybody in the stream team for uh, chiming in, thumbs up and thumbs down. We got to take one more break, but we will get to Tweet of the Night. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. 
But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Lee, you remember that movie, Harry and the Hendersons? Yeah, I did not like it. Uh, What? Nah, (laughs) just didn't like it. What what was wrong with it? Not believable? Ah. The way yes. the Bigfoot moved? <laughs> I don't know. It's just one of those ones I, I watched when I was probably, I don't know, 12. And I'm like, ah, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> Loved Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire. Hated Harry and the Henderson. Yeah. Yeah. You were certainly yeah, older I, when you saw Mrs. <laughs> Doubtfire, I would think, as well. Yeah, yeah so uh, that's a classic. That okay. is a classic. Jay, you want to come up for Harry, though, man. He got kicked out of the house and went and started his own razor company. That's great. That's picking yourself up off the ground. I love it. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that Harry did win an Oscar. Because No, I'm not. Because they won for best makeup. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) I watched the clip to get ready for that ad read. Of course, I I thought I knocked it out of the park. You did. Um, it looks awesome. Yeah. For especially the late 80s, it did look pretty believable for a Bigfoot. Yeah. Oh, so that's not surprising. I'm happy they won an Oscar. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> look look okay. good for a Bigfoot. <laughs> that's free, man. We give you we give these ad these ad companies or these companies that uh you know uh help sponsor our show. We give them so much just material that yeah. they could run with. Like I don't do they listen to these? Like it's all it's all free here. <laughs> they they keep buying them, so I guess oh, they are um, listening maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean that is amazing that they won an Oscar. Yeah. That. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> Jay, go back and watch it, Lee. It's not that bad. All right? It's a feel good. Watch it with your sons. I bet they'd really like it. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe they would. Maybe they would. Yeah. I'm going to watch Honey, I Shrunk the Kids with them soon. That's a classic. That's good. I what yeah. no what that. did yeah. you like better, Air Bud or Harry and the Hendersons? Uh, I mean, Air Bud, just because I can't really remember Harry and the Hendersons has been oh. so long. So, oh, he can't I mean, remember it, but he's crapping on it. Left well, I remember right. it being crap. I remember it being like, God, I'm never watching that again. <laughs> uh, if I wasn't, if that was, I think I'm pretty sure I watched it at home because... Um, my mum used to work at Movie World, so we used to get the movies for free. Oh. And uh, she would bring home a lot. And uh, I remember I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll put this one in. I'm just like, oh. You know, because we would sometimes get to, um, uh, you know, give a little uh, uh, rating and review on them. Oh, man. Don't bring this back to my house or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this movie we were sucks, like- <laughs> says Nick Ellis. <laughs> yeah, yeah mum, mum would sometimes be like, all right, all right, don't, okay. Before you write anything, just run it by me first, okay? Because, you know, it would it would be all passed around everyone who she worked with, so they would all review it and stuff. So, uh, <laughs> you know. Wow, so you watched a lot of movies as a kid. Yeah, yeah we, I mean, yeah, we, we got a lot, yeah. It was, uh, it was great. 
Yeah, you get because you get them before they're released as well. Remember that? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Kids, our kids will never oh ever God, know what it's like to be like. Okay, back, this is being released at Blockbuster yes, or back wherever. Back in the '80s, I could oh. go to the playground and say, "I've already seen Harry." Yeah, but <laughs> this uh, is going to win an Oscar. You got no idea what I'm even talking about. The makeup yeah. is so believable. We would, we <laughs> would you uh, see this. But but you know, you would go because we had a couple of like just independent like movie renting places and you know for a saturday night of the latest release i mean they'd only have two or three copies and if you if you got one you were like king of sumbry there oh, for, dude, uh, dude. for saturday night i 100 I agree i worked at a jumbo video man yeah and, and of course uh you're right that you'll never know like the joy and like and, and the you would go to a video store and you'd be in there for an hour looking yeah. for oh, a movie my God. easily yeah yeah because you're like uh you know then you go up and say ah. Uh, you know, whatever the new releases, any have any been returned? You know, and then oh, yeah, anything works back there. there. I mean, I'm rifling through the return box. Ah, oh, no, no, Harry and the Henderson. Sorry, still yeah. out. It's a classic. I don't know if you knew it. Won an Oscar. <laughs> it's not going to be back anytime it won soon. An Oscar. Yeah. Uh, um, but but you know, you would see some other people from the town in there as well. You know, like, what do you got? What you got? Did you get it? Nah. Oh, okay. So what are yeah. you going with? What's your what's your second option? What's your yeah. third option here? Oh yeah. man. And this is like when like. There would be like eighty of them, right? Oh, like eighty yeah. copies. Oh, like, how God, all rows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for me, like, the coolest movie that I never rented, but the box looked awesome. I always wanted to get it. Digstown. It's like a boxing <laughs> movie with Lou Gossett Jr. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. It looked awesome though. Uh, I don't know if it's any good. Don't know if it won an Oscar, but uh, Digstown. The box looks sweet. Yeah. Uh, Overboard with uh, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Oh, Warm, oh yeah, that's me? a good yeah. movie. Because it had the little, uh, you know, whatever the liquid in the in the uh, cover there. But you could all, you know, it was like going to the movies because <laughs> you'd also buy all your candies and all your stuff like that at the front desk as well. Yeah, yeah. Ah, I mean, my, well, that's my why kid... Jumbo, Jumbo Video was awesome because you were in there for an hour. They knew yeah. you were going to be looking around. They had free popcorn. Ah, yeah. Oh, Although, as I've popcorn. talked about before, I mean, it was free yeah. stale popcorn. Uh, at the end of that's the night, why I like put it in a Tupperware <laughs> and I put it right back in the next day. <laughs> like Tom and Jerry, the movie is coming out on HBO Max tomorrow. Mm-hmm. My kids right. get to watch it in the comfort of their own home. Just like that. Soon as they want. Yeah. So, man, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm like... It's like gotta... that instant gratification. Exactly. There's no, there's no uh, yeah, having to wait in yeah. line or wait for it or stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, a movie would be in the cinemas and then how long before it would be on, on video? Like a month? Months. Like, yeah, yeah. I would say multiple time, months. Like. Yeah. 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 Right. Wow. <laughs> cool. Wow. Is that what? somebody say? Is this still the ad read? <laughs> Harry's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. I looked at every single tweet last night. Bad news. <laughs> they sucked. Every single one. But I got a tweet of the night from this morning for you, Skeets. Okay. Comes to us from Rolling Stone basketball <laughs> publication. Post Malone has released a cover of Hootie and the Blowfish's 1995 hit song, Only Wanna Be With You, for Pokemon's 25th anniversary. (laughs) What the hell are you talking about? I know. This is like four crazy clauses here. Yeah. Post Malone has released a cover. Fine. (laughs) Hootie and the Blowfish's 1995 hit. You thought we were old guys talking about video releases? I had I Only Want to Be With You on CD single. I actually like the song. <laughs> wow. It's a good, good version. Yeah, I don't know why. Um... Got some bangers, man. Oh, is that what you're saying? In that case, JD, 
I wasn't sure if it was going to be possible, but we got to do it. Hit the stinger, buddy. Oh, boy. <laughs> top five, top five, top five. Top five, top five, top five. Top five, top five, top five. Yeah, Hootie and the Blowfish. Our buddy Rhino Sets at one point said that Hootie and the Blowfish was the most famous band on earth, if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) (laughs) Or the most well-known, I don't know what it was. But he was was really blowing up Hootie and the Blowfish and how popular they were. They were huge. They were. You can't deny it. You can't deny that. You can't deny that they were huge. You also can't deny that we're going into Hootie season right now. Hootie and the Blowfish sounds best outdoors. They're a southern band. I think they started in South Carolina. Ergo, it makes sense that you want to listen outdoors. I looked at my um, my music library today, and I noticed that I had exactly five Hootie and the Blowfish songs <laughs> saved. <laughs> so here we go. Here's your top five Hootie and the Blowfish songs. All right. At number five, Let Her Cry. Oh, yeah. One of the early Hooties. Very mm-hmm. emotional. A little bit too slow for me. I like Hootie and the Blowfish to really be ripping. Okay, I will say too, I feel like all Hootie and the Blowfish songs sound exactly the same. <laughs> Pretty similar. And he's got a very distinct voice that, you know, yeah. and yeah, they all a, just sound identical to me, but I like them. So They got two versions. They got the fast one and they got the slow one. Right. right. But they all sound <laughs> like the fast one or the slow one. That's yeah. fine by me. Number four, I Go Blind. This is a cover by a Canadian from a Canadian band called 5440. Yeah. I don't know if oh, anybody yeah. knows that band. You guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Heard it. It's a good song. Um, some great stuff at the end. Hold me, hold, hold me, because I want to get higher and higher. You can see why I would like this song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> at number three, Hold My Hand has two incredible parts to sing. The very first line, with a little love, it's okay <laughs> Awesome. Great to sing along Again, with. that sounded identical to me. Like, let her cry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold yeah, my I think those were the first two singles, right? It was let her cry and hold my hand. They're like, we got two slow songs. I'm going to be growling over the top yeah. of it. They got three words in the title. Put us on TRL. It worked. Yep. Yep. At number two, Time. Time by Hootie and the Blowfish, also from their debut record. You guys know how I feel about time. I don't believe in time <laughs> wasted. Time wasted. I don't believe in time. Neither does Hootie. But the number one song, no surprise. It is Only Wanna Be With You. Yeah. Like I said, I had the CD single. They had a video that incorporated ESPN Sports Center back in the day. I think Chris Berman was in this video. A great song. Still bangs. It's still better than the Post Malone version, but I will say, I love that Post Malone version. The music to me is better. Like uh, the chill vibe of it is better, hmm. but you don't have Darius's beautiful baritone. Right, mm-hmm. right. And so when that clip that you played when you gave us Tweet of the Night, that was Post Malone doing yes. Hootie and the Blowfish? It, oh, sounds, wow. it sounds a lot like it. It sounded like almost identical, I thought. That's the problem I, like, I have yeah. with it because it, a cover song if by a famous person should be its own spin, your own spin on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what Post Malone's spin would be, but... Not Chillin'. Hootie and the Blowfish. They uh, Post Malone um, did a, at the beginning of the pandemic. They did like a a, a, a Zoom concert or whatever um, of all Nirvana songs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was awesome. Like it was great, but it sounded like Nirvana, like it, like exactly like Nirvana, which is fine. But you know, I want to hear your spin on it. You know, those are the best. Well, covers. I think Trey is saying that Hootie, uh, you know, Darius, uh, whatever you want to call him. By the way, we got to give away a Darius Rucker in our next Top Shot Hot Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I saw somebody in the stream team say that. Very funny. Uh, 
already a chill song. Yeah, it's mm. got the summer vibes, but Post Malone, I think Trey is saying, has taken it to an even chiller level, if that's possible. Is that, is I guess. That, I mean, but you're, you're saying it's the same thing. It's still just chill. It's, still, it's, it's not it's, different enough. Yeah, it's the same. It sounds right. exactly the same to me. If I put them, if I A-B'd them, I probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference, to be mm. honest. Okay. But okay. Well. I once made a disparaging comment about Hootie and the Blowfish once in the control room at NBA TV in the heart of Georgia. Ooh, that did not go over well. <laughs> did Yikes. not go over well. <laughs> wow. They love their hoodie down here, man. Oh, who'd, you, who'd you have uh, breathing down your neck? You had a Morgan all over you. You had a Bill maybe. Yeah, Morgan and yeah. Bill, but mostly it was Danny, the audio guy. Who, oh, really? I can see wow. you, he, I can see he was personally offended. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, he loves wearing a ball cap just like Darius Rucker mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised. But uh, I don't know. I listened to my five hoodie songs this morning twice in a row. Great stuff. Great right. stuff. Thanks. Well, I mean, if anything, that's, uh, you know, thanks to Post Malone for that, right? You just got you listening once again to Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, maybe that's Post Malone's bit, is he takes a song from the 90s that people haven't listened to for a long time. He makes it a little bit more chill, so you want to go listen to the original version. Right, It's right. working. I'm very so. intrigued at how Post Malone and Hootie and the Blowfish fit into the world of Pokemon, though. <laughs> Great question. Great question. That is the weirdest part. I only want to catch them all. <laughs> People were saying that the last line should have been, only want a Pikachu. Ooh, that's better. What they good? Damn. Damn, that is better. Uh, Lee, did you see the Daft Punk news, too, while we're talking mm. music? Yeah. Are you, are you buying this, Lee, or is this all uh, you know, a marketing play here? Uh, they'll be back before you know it, touring the world, when we can do that again. What do you think? Yeah, they're like boxers, musicians. They never really retire. Mm. They, they, you know, they can always be coaxed out of retirement to come back from <laughs> Well, I don't know. This time, the one robot blew up. Did you see the video that they Oh uh, No, shared? I did not see that. No, uh, no. Yeah. It's no. like, uh, <laughs> I'm not spoiling anything. They released like their goodbye video. Yeah. They're out in some desert somewhere. And the gold-helmeted robot uh basically flips a switch on the silver one and he walks off and he like a minute countdown he blows up so he's gone so there's only one robot left lee yeah no i missed it i missed it yeah okay (laughs) they'll be back i'm with you they'll be back they'll be back yeah put on a helmet that's the beauty i mean even if that guy himself is like i'm done well we'll just stick somebody else yeah. in, your, in your helmet we're, and we're i back. mean it, it's like elton john you guys know i love elton john he's been on his final tour for the last like four years you know he's still he's toured atlanta twice <laughs> he's coming back again too whenever yeah. we're allowed to have people back so musicians and boxers they'll just be like just keep going and going and going uh the stream team telling me they're not robots they are humans <laughs> oh. yeah. wow but are they are sounds they like though? you got daft punked uh, <laughs> Ashton Kutcher style. If 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 someone if one of those guys takes off their helmet, it's Ashton Kutcher. You've been punked. That'll be the comeback tour. People are like what? what? This is crazy, and it's all just a setup for the comeback episode of Punked. That'd be awesome. That'd be but, great. But I will say, I mean, yesterday we were listening to a bunch of Daft Punk uh, in the house here. You know, Nora had it up firing up over the Sonos. It's just like it's like you just forget about the artist, right? <laughs> 
yeah. and then they you know they, they're retiring or whatever they're doing or like in this case with Discover with Post Malone and then Hootie and the Blowfish like you're just reminded you're like oh yeah I like their music let's play it you just need to Let's be reminded. So. Shout out to Sonos too. This ad read is still going. Uh, Sonos <laughs> is the best ad read we've ever done because it's the best product maybe we've ever had. I love my Sonos. Come on back. I got things to say about your product. I'm, re- I'm really loving it. All right. Man, wow. We started running long here. Pick them results from last night. Having some fun here on a Thursday. Getting ready for the NBA happy hour tonight, I guess. Uh, three of us took the Jazz. Didn't overthink it. Line looked big. Favored by eight and a half versus the Lakers last night. It's okay. They're rolling. And they did. As we talked about there briefly, they killed the Lakers. Win for Trey. Win for Lee. Win for me. Tass swerved. He took the Lakers. Uh, Thought they could keep it close, but they didn't. So, oh, this is good. Very exciting. Nice pick there, Trey. I know you were a little torn yesterday. You went with the Jazz. You went with Lee and I. You are now tied with Tass for last. You don't want to be last. Nice. Pick and pay off. You guys are eight and ten. Lee, you're a nice 10 and 8. You're uh, separating from the guys because we're running out of time here in February. I'm 12 and 6. I'm in the clear. So tonight's game, very important for Trey and Tass. And uh, I think Lee could technically still obviously uh, finish yeah, last. What's the date today? 25th. 28 sorry. days. Uh, yeah, you could. You could because we mm-hmm. got tonight, 26, 27. Yeah, there's a couple days. So tonight's game, Wizards, Nuggets, Denver favored by 7.5 at home. Uh, Lee, why don't you start? Get you out of the way here quick. Yeah, I'm not going to overthink this. Denver. Me too, mate. Me too. Trey, why don't you go next here? Because you guys are tied. doesn't really matter. What do you want? Yeah, I'm also on Denver. They're a little bit better rested. Had a really nice game the last time. And I mean, the Wizards magic. Can it keep lasting? I don't think so. Give me the nugs. Yeah, that's right. I should have said that. The Wizards on a five-game win streak. Uh, Can they make it six here? I know. Crazy, crazy. The Wizards are uh, a couple games out of first place in the Eastern Conference. uh, (laughs) Wizards are back. Yeah, let's find out who Tass says. My gut says he's going to say Denver, but let's find out. I'm taking the Nuggets, even though they don't have a couple guys in Gary Harris and P.J. Dozier that would slow down Westbrook and Beal. I think they bounce back after last week's loss to the Wizards when they couldn't string together two quarters and they gave up a huge lead. I think they'll remember that. I'm going Denver. There it is. Everybody with Denver. So uh, Trey and Tass will at least be tied still uh, at the end of... uh tonight when that game ends up wrapping up so that's wizards that's nuggets everybody taking denver okay call it there uh hell of a tangent there at the end talking hootie and the blowfish talking a little daft punk <laughs> i loved it oh harry and the hendersons the we went on deep on that uh but hopefully you guys enjoyed it thanks for joining us thanks for listening thanks for watching whatever you're doing keep your uh nba questions and comments coming for our next beach step and podcast no dunks at theathletic.com to email them in or leave them in the youtube comments tweet them in at no dinks no dunks inc like comment subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube tonight. NBA Happy Hour. Throw it back up if you got it there, Jay. Hey, yeah. yeah. My buddy Grish swinging by for a little bit. Uh, we'll talk to him about Harry and the Hendersons, see what his thoughts are on that movie <laughs> and uh, the idea of renting movies back in the day. So we'll talk to him and we'll just hang out. little watch party there for the second half of the Mavericks uh, Sixers game, thank you. Um, on TNT, the first game. I'm getting a little tired here, guys. Hey, sleepy guy. <sighs> Grab your No Dunks merch at nodunks.com and subscribe to The Athletic, $3.99 a month, theathletic.com slash nodunks. All right, anything to add, gentlemen, or we'll just be back later tonight with the NBA Happy Hour League. Lee, you drinking Woodbridge tonight? What do you, what do you got? To oh, I haven't under? decided yet. I haven't decided. I'll uh, maybe slip out this afternoon. Such a gorgeous day down here in Loud. I might even get some Pims going tonight if I can get hold of hey, some Hey, buddy. Uh... <laughs> please, please do. Are you wearing shorts today, Lee? Of course. Of course. I think I've done with pants for the rest of, uh, well, until probably, you know, November, December time, I think. 
Yeah, I haven't uh, haven't put on some shorts yet. Yeah. Come on, Lee. Haven't you seen the memes going around? This is fake spring yeah. here in Atlanta. Yeah, but I... We still got winter 3.0 coming. I, I, just ha- I just have a feeling, though, like, you know, what are we at? Yeah, nearly March. I just think we're done. For me, anyway, because I, I prefer the shorts. I just prefer shorts, so uh, I'll be... It, it'll take a very cold day for me to get in pants again. Ah, oh, careful, mate. You're going to get a bunch of pollen in that leg hair of yours. <laughs> I'm actually, uh, in my Watch family, I'm actually the one, oddly, who doesn't really get the, the allergy season stuff oh, from the pollen. So, yeah, the other three do, but uh, I seem to be okay with it. So, Pollen's, pollen season's coming up right around the corner oh, here. Man. Down in Atlanta. Does yeah. not mess around, pollen season. Nope. <laughs> it does not. Your car's going to be filthy unless oh, you have a no. garage. Yeah. Right. Like a Miami Heat jersey and that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, from dorts to shorts, <laughs> no dunks is always classic, and we're never going back. Embrace the day, people. <laughs> you and me, we come from different worlds. You like to laugh at me when I look at other girls. Sometimes you're crazy, and you wonder why. I'm such a baby, cause the cowboys make me cry. But there's nothing I can do. I've been looking for a girl like you. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.